When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts. It is time to look at Jani's team selection for game week 12. It's a slightly weird time today because... Johnny had meetings all day yesterday and we're on the FPL show later today. So we're at half nine in the morning. You feeling fresh? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have started the morning in style though. Dog walk complete, smoothie in the glass. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm still showered. That's <laughs> I'm good. I'm semi-organised. That's good. I've literally just rolled out of bed, had a shower and straight on here. So yeah, not as... I haven't had any fresh air yet. I think I need some after, after this. Um, how's the international break been? Enjoyed it? I hated every minute of it because mm. Italy didn't do too well. Uh, yeah, two draws against Switzerland in the group. We had a good group. Like we didn't lose a game, but mm. two draws against Switzerland and two missed penalties in those games, both at the end of matches, score that one of those two pens and you're in Qatar, missed them both, and you're in a playoff, which three teams out of 12 go through. Like, it's ridiculous. It's going to be some serious teams missing out on the World Cup, which is from Europe, which is a real shame. No, but, Portugal in there as well. Portugal in there as well. Good. I mean, Italy could play Portugal in the final. You've got to win two games. It's a weird setup. I don't yeah. like it. It's like it's a mini cup event just to qualify. It's like, we're the Euro champions. Have some respect. We should be in by default. <laughs> we should have missed some penalties in the final. That would have been a <laughs> yeah. better time. But yeah. Uh, excellent. Right. Let's go straight into it then. If you can remember back to game week 11, uh, you got 68 points. You had a pretty decent week. You're up to 78k which is, I believe, your highest rank so far this season. Is it really? I, I thought I was... I think so. Okay. Let's have, let's have I quick. feel like I started the season better than that. I don't know. Uh, no, nope. this I is your, your best... You were 88k in game week five, but this is your best rank so far. So oh, I'm delighted with that. Yeah, must be buzzing, right? I mean, nice. this, yeah, have you ever been this high up at this stage of the season? It's pretty I good, I don't right? know. I genuinely only knew about overall rank about four seasons ago when I joined Twitter. <laughs> I played for 13 years and I never knew about overall ranks. I've never checked it until I know I only now know my previous ranks from going back and history tells us your game week 38. But I, I don't know. I've only ever played for mini league success until four years ago. So for the last four seasons, I've never had this good, good a start. I can safely say that. Your previous ranks aren't bad. Like you've had, you, you, you kind of, you've had two bad seasons, I think in the last kind of like, what, 10 years, but the rest of them, you've been 50k-ish or, or under. I've got a lot of teens, haven't I? I'm like, or twen- teens and twenties. Mm. Like I'm always, I, I'm always kind of close to the top 10k, but not in it when yeah. I have good ranks. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't gone into the top 10k yet, which I would imagine is your target this season, given where you are at the moment. Yeah. I mean, that's why the book... <laughs> 
ain't called how to get in the top 10k. <laughs> <laughs> Love that you've got the book how, just on how, hand. Just give it a little plug. 9.30 in the morning. How to get in the top 1% because at the time <laughs> of writing, I had seven out of nine top 1%, but never top 10k. So I didn't mention that. <laughs> oh, well, you, you, can bring, you can bring the sequel out when you uh, when you hit the top 10k this, this year. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, good, good week for you this week. Uh, 68 points. Uh, I mean, I've, I've called this uh, episode after your defence because same defence as me. Uh, Ramsdale was seven, James was seven, Trent with 12, Cancelo with 14. I mean, that's pretty much the story of... of your week and mine. That's probably why we've got yeah. big green arrows this week and, and why it's all gone so well. Um, Salah captain with 10, Foden with three, disappointing. Jota with two, very disappointing. Havertz, might talk about him, uh, finally coming in uh, with eight. Maybe a bit of a problem for you going forward. Now Lukaku's, well, in, not maybe not back this week, but kind of imminently being pushed back for a, a return. Um, and then up front, same as everyone, no points to be strikers. Antonio two, Jimenez two, Tony one. So, Quite a lot to talk about here. Come on, let's let's get into Havertz then. Uh, I mean, last last time we were on here, I myself was telling you to take him out for Son. Lots of people were telling you to take him out for Son. You didn't do it. Oh, go on, gloat. You can you can I'm gloat. I'm so a bit. glad. I'm so glad because if I'd done it, I'd now be locked into Son. I would have got what six fewer points and used a transfer. And if you're locked into Son, I feel like you can't get Kane, and that's the guy I want anyway. I Havertz like. Chelsea's number nine, playing against weak opposition. You want him in. And again, I look at it this weekend and I think I it's not a great fixture on paper, Leicester, but they have been conceding goals. And Lukaku is not going to start for me. I'd be very surprised. He's been training alone so far. You're not going to rush Lukaku back knowing the fixtures, the, the mayhem that's about to start. I think Kai gets one more game starting as the nine. And look, I plan on selling Havertz. And the plan was always to sell Havertz. He could have scored a hat-trick each week in the last three. And I'd still be looking to sell him because he's not going to be mm. Chelsea's nine moving forward. It will be Lukaku. Um, so yeah, I think I give him one more week. And then when Lukaku's in, I sell Havertz and I probably sell him for fodder. My plan was to sell him to Son and it was a really easy transfer. I've got a bit of money in the bank. Can't remember how much, let me just check. But the money Too is there ready. Yeah, 1.3. Mm. So I could go Havertz to Son. Uh, yeah. I don't want Son and Kane. So it'll be Havertz down to fodder next week. And then I, I upgrade one of my forwards to Kane. And I'll have enough you can't, you to can't do, do Havertz to Son with 1.3 in the bank. I could last week. I might not be able to anymore. Um, well, Son, Son's over 10. Havertz is 8.5, right? Oh, okay. Weird. Oh, sorry. I could last week, but then I made the transfer of Rafinha to Jota. That's why. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So Son, um, is, Son is off the cards then, kind of. Yeah, which I'm happy, which I'm I'm cool about. Like I definitely am set on my Spurs asset. Uh, I'm 99.9 percent set. The reason I'm not pulling the trigger now on Kane is I don't see Spurs scoring three, four goals against Leeds, and it gives me one more week, and it avoids the four point hit. So plan will be to carry the transfer, give Spurs that one more week of eye testing to make sure it's Kane I want and not Son, because when you commit to one of those guys you're probably committing for that festive period. It's going to be hard to move one out and get another mm. one in, knowing they're different positions, different price points. Money's tight for everyone. So you want to be committing to the right player. And look, for all those that have committed to Son, fair play. Like I don't think Son's a bad pick at all. Like Son's going to score you loads of points. But I think it's Kane that I want. So I'm, I'm happy I held last week because it gives me a bit more flexibility for, for next week. Interesting. I've got three things to pick up from what you've just said because I, I listen intently uh, first thing you say money's tight and it is I, I agree I mean money's tight because you've got three premium 
defenders at the back. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing I want to talk about. Second thing is you talk about moving for Kane. I don't really see how you're going to do it with given your team structure. So I'd be interested to know how you how you what your plans are to get him in sort of next week. And thirdly, yeah. your team looks more much more set up for a son move. Yeah. So it's interesting that you talk about going for Kane. Let's talk about defense first though. Um because you you talk about my money um, and, and things like that, and you know, wanting to get these kind of more premium players in. And I think, you know, we're going to have Lukaku coming back. People are going to want Ronaldo in a few weeks. Well, I think we might start seeing a bit of a, at the moment, it's kind of, oh, everyone's got a big squad. You know, people are playing their bench boost chip. You've got, you know, loads of money in defence. Do you think we're going to start seeing people maybe looking to take money out of defence to go for these more premium picks? Or do you think the defence is performing so well at the moment, uh, people are going to people, stick with it? People are so fickle. As long as there's points on the board, they'll keep those premium defenders. That as long as Trent's getting 12 and Cancelo's getting 14 and even James is getting sevens, you keep them. But as soon as they all have one bad week where they all can see the goal and get two points, which will happen, people will jump off mm. and go, oh, it's too much money at the back. Let's. But look, I'm pretty set in my ways with these three. Like I want the upside that they get. And if they all blank one week, if anything, knowing everyone's got them doesn't harm your rank. And it's a good thing because it means people will start selling them and then you're, you've got lower owned assets that are going to bang like i'm not going to be selling trent and cancelo if they get two blanks out of three like as long as i start in games they're in my team so i won't be bringing money out that back line for for a while i don't think i'd need to see drastic change like the upside there is so big and trent's gone up a level this season based on last year where he was terrible um for his standards reese is just looking nailed now which is great and cancelo's finally we're seeing premier some Champions League form for Cancelo, um, where he always seems to get assists and goals, and now he's doing it in the Premier League, which is great. And he's he's missed 12 minutes this season, as mm. I tweeted last night. In the Premier League and Champions League, he has missed 12 minutes. He is nailed. So how the hell do you get Kane then? Yeah, so quite simply, Havertz down to a 5.2, and Antonio would have to make way. Ooh. Um, or I could go Tony to Kane, and Havertz goes down to a 4.5 and Christensen comes down to a Ben Johnson, for example. Okay. That would mean a four-point hit next week. I'll be carrying my transfer, so I'll have two frees. I actually like the idea of selling Antonio just for three weeks because Jimenez and Antonio have a really nice fixture swing. I can't sell Jimenez ahead of Norwich and Burnley, mm. but I can sell Antonio ahead of City, Brighton, Chelsea. And then when Jimenez hits Liverpool and Man City, I bring Antonio back in for Burnley and some nicer fixtures. So yes, it means selling Antonio. And a lot of managers don't want to do that. One, because he's 48% owned. And two, because they've got a huge amount of money tied up in him. I don't have a lot of money tied up in Antonio because I foolishly sold him back in game week whenever, when I think he was out for a week. And oh, yeah. I went for Bamford. So, and I bought him back two weeks after That's that. Right. So I actually have only got 0.2 tied up in him. He's 8.2 and I could sell him for eight. So I don't mind losing out on that. Mm. And I don't mind not playing him, not having him for City and Chelsea. And then I've got Jimenez and Tony. Tony's still got some nice fixtures coming up. If I could sell Tony to Kane and Havertz down to Fodder in two moves, it would be yeah. Tony. I don't want to take the four-point hit. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that as well, you talk about this kind of surgery you're having to do in your team to get Kane in when Son would be far easier for you to get. I'm, I'm not in that boat because I've got Vardy. So I can, right. I've, got, I've got Vardy and two transfers. So I can nice. either go for Son or, or Kane. So it's a little bit easier for me. If I was going to pick one, 
um, out of those two, I'd go for Son any day. Like I think Son, I, know you would. I think Son is is a better option than Kane going forward. You are you you're maybe the most like actively you know encouraging Kane than uh, that I've seen. What is it about Kane that you think makes him such a good option all of a sudden? Conte, Conte, yeah, I was gonna say. Conte's number nine. I, I, I don't know nine. why I asked that question because I knew I knew exactly what you were gonna say. Conte's number nine's like he doesn't like him outside the box. Our only criticism of Kane in the last what five years, and we all every England fan raves about him. He's world class, right? But every fan still goes, why is he dropping deep to get on the ball? Why is he playing in a nine and a half slot? Not he's not in a ten. He's not a nine at times. If Kane's in the box, he scores goals. And when your team plays with wing-backs, as England have played in recent weeks, it might I add, you have to have a nine in the box all the time if you're playing with wing-backs because their job is to get down and provide service, right? And Spurs, for the first time ever, are going to be feeding Kane, not just from central areas or not just from reliance on Son, but actually from two guys, left wing-back, right wing-back. He's going to have as much service as he's ever had mm. and he won't be allowed to leave the box. Diego Costa did it. At Chelsea for Conte, Graziano Pele did it for Italy's Conte, and Lukaku did it for for Inter's Conte. They'll get big numbers. The yeah. nines. It's a good point about the wing backs. Something I, I I mean, obviously, I've been thinking about the creativity of Spurs and where it's going to come from and all this kind of stuff. And the wing backs are going to be a key part of it. But crosses yeah. into the box are going to surely form a big part of Spurs' game plan. And you're right, Kane can't be dictating play in the middle and then trotting into the penalty area. He's If he's going to be in the middle, he's got to be bursting to get into the box to be on the end of, of yeah. some of these crosses. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the, the way I'm set up is I'm I'm probably going to go for an outer captain this week just because I want to do something a bit different. We'll, go, we'll talk about Liverpool and Arsenal in a sec. But You're going to go who captain? Who did you say? Ronaldo. Oh, nice. Mm. You're bringing in Ronaldo to captain him. Bringing in Ronaldo to captain him. I think that's that's the current plan. I, I agree Love with it. you. I agree with what you said earlier. I want to give Spurs another week. I think improvements are coming, definitely. But Leeds with Phillips isn't the easiest game. It isn't the, I don't think it's going to be the battering that people suddenly think. I don't think Spurs are suddenly just going to turn up and go, get four or five goals against Agreed. Leeds, who are a lot better yeah. with Phillips in the side. So yeah. I want to see improvements. I want to see Kane doing what you say, being in the box. I want to see Spurs actually creating some chances because no shots against Everton again. So it hasn't. It's not like Conte's come in and waved, waved the magic wand, and they're all suddenly amazing yeah. picks. I think people yeah. are still going too early on on Spurs. I think it's after yeah. That's Leeds. why I'm happy to wait. Yeah, no, I'm totally happy to wait. I don't think Leeds is a gimme, and Conte still had no time with them. Like, yeah, it's been an international break, but most of his team are internationals. Like, he's not actually been able to work with the starting eleven. Really, he's probably working with four or five of them, and then not the players in key positions. So. Again, like I want to wait. I want to wait a mm. week, and you know, Spurs might not score against Leeds, and they might not have a shot on target. And then I go, actually, why am I moving mountains for Kane? Let mm. me give it another week. So you know, I'm happy. I'm happy to sit on the fence for a while. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's take a look at your team then, going into game week twelve. So yeah, it's pretty similar to what, what you had. Well, I think it's identical to what you what you had going last week uh, before your moves. Uh, so you've got Ramsdale in goal, uh, James, Trent, Cancelo, uh, Salah captain currently, Foden vice. Uh, Jota's there, Havertz, Stilling team, Antonio, Jimenez and Tony. Your bench is then Foster, Livermento, Christensen and Brownhill. So we had a good uh, comment in the chat from Callum B, who says, Jani, you're not worried about having just one proper bench option and two fodder over the busy period. I mean, if you went for Kane, for example, and you had to get rid of Christensen, you'd be rocking with just Livermento as a, as a playing defender and then Brownhill and fodder, right? 
So yeah, although it would be someone like Johnson coming in or a four point five defender, so it'd still be a defender that I would pick that would have good fixtures and could happily come in. So I don't know, Mitchell at four point five, that's good fodder. Like that's knowing their fixtures. Well, it would be a, it would be surely. Oh no, because you'd be getting rid of Christensen. Yeah, so you'd be getting rid of Christensen, Havertz, and Tony. Is that right? Yeah, although it's likely to be it will be Antonio and Havertz and Christensen's days, but yeah. So you'd have to, but you'd, you'd have to replace Havertz with Livermento or yeah. Fodder. So you'd yeah. have basically so, a, a cheap player in your team every week, and then cheap players on your bench as well. You'd, your yeah, squad structure a, would would suffer. Yeah. So if I went Antonio and Havertz out, it would be Kane in, and Havertz replacement would be a five. I'd have a five point two million to spend. Yeah. So yeah, you could argue fod, fodder, but. Every now and then, if I have to start a Livramento or start a, a Brownhill or the 5.2 midfielder, whoever that is, annoyingly, that 5.2 misses out on a few of the good 5 million plus defenders uh, that are like 5.6, 5.7. So that fodder option isn't great at 5.2, but I'm fine with that. You're fine. Interesting. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge Big fan. hitters. I've always, I've always been a, a fan of kind of filling your team with one extra premium if you can get there. At, if that means you have a summoning a starting 11 that's a Livramento that's fine I mean Livramento should be in starting 11s right mm. I'd love I'd love the chance to be able to play in one week <laughs> well you're his biggest fanboy and you bench him every week every single week mate terrible it's ridiculous. terrible I know I didn't see, any, see anyone else tweeting pre-season that he was the four million player we needed and then you don't play him at all and you lose all your credibility it's always <laughs> always the way yeah what do you reckon about Broya as well because you're a big fan of him but obviously we've got Che Adams yeah. coming in now uh, I mean they've got Norwich so a lot of people are thinking of, of Southampton assets but Che Adams had a good international break two goals for Scotland uh, Armstrong scored in the last game against Villa what a goal that was I know he, um, Armstrong's sort of had a little benching and then come back out with that that sweetly struck sort of half volley I think it was um, yeah Brozier's going to get minutes there will be rotation in that Southampton front mm. line I like the fact that it's a front two though like you look at it and go okay there's four players potentially up for two spots because Redmond's sometimes seen as a forward as well but Brozier's going to get loads of minutes and I think he's probably still above Shea Adams in the pay I want to see Brozier and Armstrong as a two which we've not really seen much mm. uh, I think we've seen glimpses I think that might be the long term two and it's sort of Big man, little man in a way. They're both explosive players. Um, I think that might be the two long term. But Shea Adams has done well. But in a Southampton shirt, he's always been all right. But he's never he's never blown Southampton fans away with his performances. And he's often missed a lot of big chances. Brozier and Armstrong, for me, just seem like the more clinical pairing. Yeah, he's he's been kind of second fiddle to Ings, hasn't he, for like, yeah. most of last season. I, I I do wonder if he... I mean, you know, he's... I do, I do like him, actually, Adams. I think they've got yeah. a really good three, like yeah. you know, a, a trio of good strikers options. there because they've got exactly they've got options. They can they can move to different systems. They're all players capable of scoring, and they all have a good work rate as well. So, yeah, I think what what Hasselhoot was done at, at Southampton and in, in getting them, um, you know, the top defense over the last four game weeks of all teams, you know, over City and Crazy. Chelsea and everyone, like he's tightened them up. He's got them, you know, winning games which they've struggled to do in the past and actually scoring yeah. goals. So yeah, um, good credit to them. Um, let's talk about Liverpool. So this week you've got three, well, you've got four players in the Liverpool Arsenal game. You're playing Ramsdale despite having yeah. three uh, Liverpool attackers. Uh, you've got Trent, Salah and Jota, captaining Salah as well. So you are a lot of eggs, a lot of eggs in that basket. Are you confident then that Liverpool are just going to smash Arsenal? Do you think Arsenal have improved lately and might, might put more of a fight? 
it's strange because I, 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 I'm never 100% sold um, when a team plays Arsenal because Arsenal are one of those teams that can be really solid at the back. They don't give much away and they, they, can, they can nick a result. Like, look at the London derby, Arsenal Spurs. Like, they would look so good and so comfortable. Um, saying that, it's Liverpool at home, which again, the Anfield at home advantage of I, I like in FPL. I always have done. Um, and Salah didn't had us had a nice little rest. Like I think the second game for Egypt, he came yep. on as a late sub. Um, it's not been a late game like a Thursday, a Wednesday, Thursday game. Again, I like that. Um, I bought Jota in last week for Rafinha, which was a bit disappointing. No Rafinha scored and Jota got two points. Maybe I should have waited a week on that. Everyone seems to be loving Jota this week. I loved him two weeks ago and it didn't quite work. But long term, I definitely want Jota. For this fixture, I'm not expecting big things, but I still feel like Salah's always the player that will come up with a goal. So it is heavy, like four players plus captaincy. That's like equivalent of five players, isn't it, in that fixture? But I still prefer Ramsdale over Foster. I think United are going to score. Ronaldo's a great shout as like, I like that. I can't play Foster, surely. <laughs> and Ramsdale is, in a way, sort of, I can't think of the, 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 the phrase, but safety net. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a safety net, right? If if Salah and Jota do happen to blank, at least that means Ramsdale is probably going to be on big points. You hope, unless they win 1-0. Like I'm Mane. covering myself. A, a Mane goal, 1-0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that's normally yeah. how these things yeah, go. Yeah, like a, a, a Gomez assist or something. <laughs> God, can you imagine the scenes on, on, on Twitter and Scout if that, if that happened? Um, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting, this Liverpool match. I mean, it's going to be horrible. I don't like the fact it's the late game on Saturday because I'm going to have Ronaldo captain earlier and if Ronaldo does really well then I'm just going to have to watch Salah probably slowly eat into the rank game that I've got as he scores or the opposite Ronaldo doesn't or you'll be a legend <laughs> or, well or Ronaldo blanks and then Salah gets another hat-trick and then I'm absolutely suffering or I'm a legend I mean you know it's, it's the upside with that move mate at your rank is incredible like not many managers at your rank will be making those sorts of moves, which it makes makes the Ronaldo captaincy for you so but exciting. Don't you think it's ridiculous that, like, it, we're six weeks ago, you know, we're we're talking about all these different players we've got as captains. You've got Lukaku against Norwich. You've got Ronaldo. You've got you know Spurs. You've got all these players, and now I'm seen as a maverick manager for captaining Ronaldo against the <laughs> worst defensive team in the league. Well, actually, the second worst defensive team in the league. The worst defensive team in the league is currently United. What for the second? But don't you think it's crazy how this perma-captain thing has just has just happened where you do feel yeah. stressed about captaining anyone because they're all so unreliable other than yeah, no. Yeah, I know. And if there's, look, if there's a player in world football over the last 10 years we, we should call reliable, it is Ronaldo. <laughs> exactly. So that's, yeah. I, it, it's strange. Like you could come with that tag this week of a maverick move. I just feel like it all comes down to that week where a few managers like myself decided to go Havertz captain over Salah. And because it was that 24-point swing, people are just remembering that game week, which was what, game week nine or eight? um, Maybe it was 10. But um, yeah, I like that move, mate. If I could... Look, you've got the luxury of two transfers. like, And so you can can play fun with it. Fun with it, like you're in a brilliant position. Having, I like that Ronaldo. Move. Having, having two transfers is, is is really nice. It's something that I'm actively trying to do more this season. Take less hits, bank the transfer yeah. more, be a bit patient. And it's 
in some ways it's easier to do when you're doing well because you've got all the players yeah. in play. Well, not 100%. in some ways. It is easy to do when you're doing well because you you're not having to move. I mean, you know, last season I was having to take hits to fix, you know, players not in, you know, players injured. I mean, had that, who was that Wolves? Vinagra, for example, you know, doesn't play. Then you've suddenly got a, and then he goes off on loan somewhere and you haven't got him anymore. Like it's, when you haven't got fires to fight, you can, you can be a bit more, I don't know, pragmatic in, in your approach, which is, which is why yeah. though I've enjoyed having a bigger bench as well and I think we talked about yeah. it before having a bigger bench gives you more ability to save the transfer because you can bring in yeah. decentish players and, and save it rather than having to keep making moves to things so yeah that's true that's I think I'm advantage. the same like I, I want to do that this season and I've benefited from the bench and because that back line now is so fixed for me certainly my starters I'm I kind of see the idea of selling Antonio to bring him back in three weeks. That's fine because I actually don't think I'm going to be desperate for the transfers, you know, in years gone by, but I can't do that. I won't be able to afford to bring him back because I've got other fires to put out, but I can afford to sell Antonio next week and then sell him and as to Antonio three weeks later, because there's not too many changes I want to make. Mm, Absolutely. Um, well, a bit more time, just a couple more questions. Brentford against Newcastle. We've got interesting game there. Brentford have, have really disappointed us over the last couple of weeks, especially Tony, I'd say, because yeah. we all thought, you know, he was going to play a bit further up the pitch, be a bit more apparently be a bit dangerous. He's been absolutely awful, um, terrible. Uh, and then you've got uh, Mbomo as well, who, who hasn't done anything. I mean, he, he he did score, didn't he? I think Tony, it was a Tony assist, Mbomo goal. Yeah, Tony then, assist for the Mbomo goal, yeah. Yeah, typical. Marginal. Typical, that's always how it goes. Uh, playing against Newcastle though, new manager, Eddie Howe's come in. Uh, obviously, yep. he's a big fan of Wilson, for example, up front. Uh, Ryan Fraser, not such a big fan of him, given what happens uh, at the end of his Bournemouth days. Interesting yeah. match though. It's it's kind of the what it's well it was one of the best defenses in Brentford versus one yeah. of the worst attacks in Newcastle. But now I wouldn't be too surprised if Newcastle went and got a result. I think Newcastle have to be favourites for this. Like Newcastle, the home team, new manager bounce. Yeah, I. The only reason I think I'm starting Tony over Livermento this week is the fact that Tony used to play for Newcastle. Genuinely, that's what swung it for me because mm. that's a really hard call to make. Like, I do think Newcastle win, but I also think that Newcastle team always looks like it can concede. And Tony playing against his former club with a point to prove, the team that didn't give him the opportunity he feels like he would have deserved. I'm going Tony. But yeah, for, for me, Brentford, no one saw Brentford losing to Norwich. No one saw that. Like, they have fallen off a cliff. And yeah, they've had one or two injuries, but it it seems more than that. Like one or two injuries, sure, but loads of the players that were playing well in the first six, seven weeks of the season aren't playing well now. And honeymoon period's over. Like I start the season, I was looking at it going, Brentford are staying up. Brentford hundred percent stay. Now I'm looking at it going, actually, I'm not so sure at all. Mm. No, I know. And you know, if anyone listens to Black Box, my dad said. A week ago, he was like, Black Box, um, Black Box. Uh, Brentford aren't as good as people think. They're going to get Did relegated. He? Yeah, and we were like, no, come on, Dad. No one was saying say. that two weeks ago. I know. Ago. My, dad, yeah. my dad does sometimes pull these things out of the blue. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's really They might be better playing against stronger opposition as. Like, mm. we saw them against Liverpool, give them all sorts of problems. We saw them against Chelsea, give them all yep. sorts of problems. And maybe we were blinkered by that. Maybe it's easy for them to set up in a way to play strong positions. But when you've got to come out and play and beat like to Norwich, they've shown that they can't do that. You know, it's, it's one. It's one of these. It's a good. It's a good question for for us at the moment because you know we need to. 
We need to think about what to do with them because they've got good fixtures still. But if they're not performing, I mean, I've got I've got two Brentford attackers. I can't be holding both of them if they blank again against Newcastle. But there's yeah. always a risk that you do it, and then you know all of a sudden you you, you lose out on on points because you're trying to. Yeah, it's, it, it is. It is interesting. One. Um, just before we go, I just want to mention Salah's record against Arsenal. Um, he's played nine games in the Premier League against Arsenal. They've won six when he's when he's played. Drawn two, lost one. Seven goals in nine. Yeah. Four assists. He's got a very, very good record against Arsenal. I think this is the best we've seen Arsenal in that time. Yeah, it is. yeah, I'd second that. I think they've they've actually looked like they've got a system and players that want to play there. And, you know, in Saka and Smith Rowe, they've got some leaders now. And, yeah. you know, Ben White and Gabriel have got a good partnership at the back and Ramsdale's making saves. So, yeah, it's one of those ones where it's a bit like United. I didn't expect Salah to go to Old Trafford and score a hat-trick. I'm not expecting Salah to go to Arsenal and score a hat-trick. But hey, variance, that word that everyone loves so much. Um but yeah, for me it's uh it's 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 one to roll the dice. Uh we had one question about Kane Kane captain this week. I think we're both probably in agreement that a Spurs captain is too risky. Would you agree? I think so. I think if we captaining Kane, we're being blinkered by the internationals and you've got to remember Leeds are gonna be considerably stronger than the teams Kane's played in the last two games for England and Round England, he's got better service. Like it's a very different team he goes into when he plays for Spurs to what he's playing for England at the moment. So don't think he's going to go and bang a hat trick again. Like it's just not. Yep. It's very unlikely. Um, and Leeds are no mugs at the back. Like I think we're often blinkered by Leeds because they play such expansive football. They commit numbers going forward. They man mark that you can always score three, four, five goals against them. Yes, at times we've seen that, and teams like United have got a good record of blowing them away. And at the start of the season, they were. But when they've got their first team 11, their centre-backs and mm. their, their central midfielders are all fit, they're actually pretty solid. So mm. I can't see Spurs scoring more than two goals. And until I start seeing Spurs scoring more than two goals, I don't really want to be bringing in a Spurs attacker. Like no. I need to see some goals. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's Salah or Ronaldo this week. They're, they're the only two that, that I would feasibly consider. I mean, Foden is an option. As, as someone a bit left field, uh, I think City could have a big game against against Everton. Yeah. It's just that it's just that spreading of the points around the team that I love having Foden on my side. I think he's he's going to do well, but trying to predict when he's going to get big calls is is probably a bit. Oh, I love that people are harder. looking at selling Foden. Madness, I know. madness. I know he's a gift. Yep. No, no way he's going for my team. Uh, Johnny, I'm going to let you go because you've got to go down to the FPL show. I will see you there in a couple of hours. Thanks for joining me, and we'll be back probably regular time next week unless you're meetings um, yeah no should be good for next Wednesday I look forward to seeing you in a couple of hours mate where we'll have a bite to eat in the green room I'm sure looking forward to ordering my lunch because I haven't had time to eat (laughs) (laughs) yeah food yeah we we get food there as well which is nice and teas and coffees and diet coke everything everything we want yeah we didn't get food during lockdown either so it's nice now you can go in and be like oh I can order food from the canteen (laughs) And and we haven't even got to do our own makeup anymore Oh, what a treat that is. Check us out. (laughs) Thanks, mate. I'll see you.